You're listening to Young Honest Mother, the podcast. Here, we'll chat about all things marriage, motherhood, and modern home economics, in all honesty. I'm your host, Maurice Young. Welcome back to another solo show of the Young Honest Mother, the podcast. We are currently in the midst of a new wave of life changes. It seems like we're always, you know, coming up for air and then diving back in again with moving, jobs, and raising a toddler, you name it. And change tends to bring up a lot of questions about how we've chosen to move forward in our lives. And it also can seem to present an opportunity for other people to want to share about how they have chosen to live their lives and how they would never really dream of doing things in quite the same way as we have. And, you know, in all honesty, I never used to think of myself as someone who went against the grain. I grew up as someone who loved following the rules and coloring within the lines. And to me, the status quo felt comfortable and safe and like if I just kept right on down the same old path that those before me had taken, I'd actually end up somewhere that I wanted to be. And over time, I've since realized that that's not always the case. So I'm curious, are you familiar with Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies? It's a personality framework that describes four ways in which we tend to respond to both inner and outer expectations. And yes, I'm someone who loves personality assessments, so I will link to the four tendency quiz in the show notes so that you can find out what your tendency is and make sure to take a screenshot and tag me in your results so I can see which tendency you are. But in any case, I took the quiz and I discovered that I am an upholder or someone who readily responds to both inner and outer expectations alike. Let's just say I wasn't surprised. My husband, on the other hand, he is a questioner through and through. The only time he decides to follow along with any given expectation is after he has questioned it thoroughly and deemed it worthy of pursuing. So I want to make it clear that no one tendency is better than any other, but the tendency to blindly accept expectations without inquiring as to whether or not they're really something that we want, well, in my experience, that can often lead to a lot of unnecessary stress. And I've seen it up close and personal. Get good grades in school so that you can get into a good college and then you can meet a good man so that you can get married and have a couple kids and you'll live happily ever after. I subscribed to that narrative hardcore, almost as if I were on autopilot, and I never really paused to ask myself if I actually wanted to head in that direction. Am I happy I did? Yes. But I've also reached the final chapter of that narrative. I'm a college graduate, married to my dream man, and mother to a handsome little boy. So I should feel completely and wholly fulfilled, right? Well, the truth is, I don't want my storyline to end there. But the good thing is, it doesn't have to. So over the years, I've gotten more and more comfortable with questioning the status quo. So in today's episode, I'm sharing a series of 
well, questions that I hope will inspire you to shift how you think about showing up to live your own life. Okay, so first question, why do we end up settling for the status quo? From what I've seen, it's usually subconscious. I mean, we're often inundated with movies and TV shows, music, books that all kind of perpetuate versions of what's accepted in our society. And I think we tend to steer our lives towards these narratives or settle into these status quos so as not to rock the boat. Next question, why are we avoiding rocking the boat? And when I stop to think about this, I think it really comes down to fear, fear of being judged, fear of being cast aside, of not being accepted, and fear can be really powerful, powerful enough to keep us from walking in a way that feels most authentic to who we are. And so that brings us to the question of how can we become aware of when we're opting for a certain path based out of fear? My answer to that question turns out to be another question. It's one that I tend to use as a touchstone, especially when making decisions for myself and for my family, within the realms especially of all things marriage, motherhood, and modern home economics. And that question is, is this what I want? Or if you're making a family decision with yourself and your partner, is this what we want? And that leads to another question. (laughs) What if I don't know what I want? And I hear this a lot, especially from women and especially from mothers. And I, I think that this one This one speaks to a tendency to focus on what others need and how you can provide for those needs of those around you. And oftentimes that results in downplaying our needs and our wants and our desires in service of taking care of those around us. And it's a noble mission, don't get me wrong, but We each deserve to have a say in our own lives. And so one of the things that I have done when it comes to discovering what it is that I actually want is journaling. Journaling can be super powerful. Just sitting down, opening up a blank journal or notebook or what have you and letting your mind kind of run loose and letting yourself write about what you're feeling, what you've noticed, what you are struggling with. And I think having a written account of your feelings, your thoughts, your your struggles, something that you can come back and look at later on can help you to piece together some common themes. And as those themes start to arise, it can be easier for you to determine what's important to you or what has your interest in that moment. Because even if we're not able to see it in ourselves, what we want can oftentimes be reflected in our thoughts and our behaviors. And so this is another one when I've gone through phases of trying to discover what it is that I actually want, and that's observing my body's feedback. And that means really getting still and quiet and allowing ourselves to 
identify the emotions and the feelings that are coming through when we're presented with various opportunities. So for example, you might be presented with an opportunity to to do something in your community, let's say. And if upon first hearing of it, your reaction is one of, you know, clinching and closing off and Maybe you're already thinking about an excuse that you can come up with so that you can get out of it. Like that, that, that kind of response would be a clue that that's probably not something that you actually want to do. But if on the other hand, you're presented with something that makes you feel giddy and excited and you can't stop talking about it and smiling about it, that might be an indication that, that the opportunity is actually one that you would want to pursue. And if you're partnered, having conversations and allowing yourselves to daydream together can be really huge, especially when you're making family decisions and trying to figure out what it is that you both want to engage in. Sitting down and dreaming of the future and letting yourselves kind of get carried away in what you would like to see can really help you to tune into what you want, and it gives more clarity as to how you can actually take the steps to get there. All right, so this is a big question that I often hear when it comes to questioning the status quo and wanting to perhaps take some steps that are a little bit off the beaten path, and that is, how do I deal with judgment? And my first tip would be to Reflect on whether or not you tend to be someone who is very judgmental. Are you someone who is constantly judging yourself and or those around you? Because oftentimes those who are most sensitive to judgment from others are those who are also deeply engaged in judging and critiquing themselves and those around them. So start with you. And from there, Another tip that I have for dealing with judgment is setting boundaries. When someone goes to offer you their judgment or their two cents or their opinion on the decision that either you or you and your partner have made, you're not required to receive them. You know what I mean? You could simply say something like, you know what? I hear your concern, but this topic is actually not open for discussion right now. I know we're doing things a bit differently and that's okay. I think this is really important because if we don't set boundaries as to how we want people to speak to us and speak into our lives, then we're apt to allow anyone and everyone just about to have a say in how we show up for our lives and how we live our lives. And ultimately, remember that you and your partner, if you have one, are the final say in how you go about living your lives. And setting boundaries can be hugely helpful when you're starting to figure out how you want to take those next steps. And on that note, when you're sharing about a decision you have made or are in the process of making, you don't have to necessarily even ask for feedback from other people. You can just tell them that 
this is what you're doing and you'll you're and you can just tell them that this is what you're doing and you're excited for the journey ahead or something like that you know because asking someone for their opinion about your choice definitely opens up the door for your choice to be criticized by people who ultimately don't have a final say in in how you choose to live your life. So at the end of the day, I think it's important to realize that there's no one right way to live our lives. And that's a tenet that I come back to again and again, especially within motherhood, because it can be really easy to compare how how my family chooses to do things with how another family chooses to do things. And I have to constantly remind myself that it's okay if the choices that my family and I make look a little bit different from the choices that someone else's family makes. So now I want you to join the conversation. What's an example of how you've questioned the status quo? And that's it for this episode of Young Honest Mother, the podcast which means it's time for you to join the conversation. Share your thoughts on social media and tag me at Young Honest Mother. And then pass this episode along to friends and family who need to know that they're not alone on this journey either. Until next time, I'm your host, Maurice Young.